you know, I do a lot of microwaving at home and like long, <laughs> long form microwaving. You are still the only person that I've ever talked to in my life that has said, you know, if you use the settings, that this setting for that and that. Not the no, only, the well, power, maybe the that you talked settings. To. The power level. So like when I microwave, like sometimes, what was I cooking the other day? I had it going at like power level two for, I think, 20 minutes. Okay, time out. Ryan, Riley, do you guys ever fuck with the power level setting on your microwave? Thumbs up or thumbs down? No, getting, no. Yeah, well, it's just because they- You're they, the only one. You, you were guys, the only one. You guys haven't opened your fucking eyes yet. That's why. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was my, and, and I, there's apparently a universal button combination to mute your microwave. Did you know that? No. But it doesn't work on mine. <laughs> to mute? Yeah, you can mute the sounds. On most microwaves, you can actually fully mute all beeps, all, all sounds. But then how do you know when it's done? Oh, because of course you're, you're just your salivating internal, right on the outside of it. Your internal clock <laughs> waiting for your... Fuck, what was I cooking need, for 20 minutes in the microwave? Need the bing. Anyways, uh, yeah, we could we could do an episode on microwaves. I'll tell, talk to you all about it. I just got a yeah, cookbook about that it. That would be riveting. I just got a cookbook. You know, you press this button and it, yeah, you open the door, you put the food in, you put in the time you want, close it. Maybe if you want to destroy your food, if you want, (laughs) you want that leftover pizza to taste anything like it did the day before, you got to fuck around a little bit. Who's warming up pizza the day after? I am. (laughs) Uh, Let's get into uh, this. uh, What what are we doing? Uh, I think we're doing a... I'm Patrick Bateman. Oh, yeah, Patrick Bateman. I'm Peter Michaels. Cool. Oh, but that's not, no, no, you say me and I, then I Peter Michaels. Patrick Bateman. Hello, the The road, the stage, stage. the microwave. It's a podcast about microwaving things. Um, We, uh, it's been a busy few weeks here in Communal Creative Studios, uh, specifically with the road, the stage interviews. I feel like. Imagine that. Some artists have time to do interviews. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Some artists had uh, tours canceled and now have time to chat over a video. Uh, one thing uh, before we get into who the guest is today, we should do a little R.I.P. to one of our favorite guests. Oh God, the hilarious. Oh fuck the, the Elwins. Elwins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys saw you guys saw the Elwins are done. No, okay. Um, <laughs> that's the. <laughs> we got to ship that to the Elwins. Honestly, that is the best tribute we could pay. Is that like a good laugh like that at their expense? That's the best tribute we can pay to the. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Um, you know what? Very cool band. I'm trying to think, and maybe I'm completely r- wrong on this, but I th- kind of remember when Colorado announced that they were going to kind of retire and hang them up. I, I, did they use the Elwins as one of the bands that, you know, there's so many great bands out there and we want to get a- out of the way f- for newer bands? Oh, I don't know. I, I want to say the Elwins was one of the bands they named. So you're telling me that Colorado, <laughs> so Colorado got out of the way nothing? so that the Elwins could, you know, have the... Maybe. Uh, uh, that could be wrong. The good news, I don't know if you saw, but they told me that I, I asked nicely, but they said that I could use, I could take the name for uh, starting a Lego Robotics Club. And uh, why not call it the Elwins? Why not call it the Elwins? Well, um, lucky. No, in all seriousness. That tight. Yeah, in all seriousness, uh, shout out to the Elwins, who, uh, if you've not listened or watched their episode of The Road the Stage uh, uh, six months ago, I'd say. Yeah. Um, truly one of the funniest conversations I've ever had in my life. 100%. Um, and honestly, kind of annoying to edit. <laughs> I don't remember if I told you that, but when <laughs> no. I had to, when I was editing that episode, I had to turn, like shut down the software a few times because I just couldn't make it through. I had to skip sections because I just couldn't make it through without laughing. They wow. were so fucking funny. That was, yeah. 
And musically great, too. Like, hey, yeah, you, I can still, like, oh, that's earwormed right in there for all of eternity. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to the Alwyns. It was a nice run. And uh, the nice thing is is that uh, most of them have some pretty cool solo stuff going yeah. on. So Yeah, yeah. that's not the last that we've heard of no. any of those guys by no. any stretch. And so the Alwyns have decided to get out of the way a little bit and make room for great new artists like Loviet. Yes. Um, so... I think I became aware of Loviet because uh, Texas King booked her on a couple opening slots for their Ontario dates, mm-hmm. and I thought that that included Western Canadian dates, so I assumed that we would be able to get Loviet into the studio, Communal Creative Studios, and then I was like, oh shit, that's not how it happens at all. Why don't you just hop on anyways? And we had a really, really great chat. She's amazing. Yeah, really, really cool. Very cool. Like I, like a take-no-shit kind of... And ba- like... You know, I'm not going to, I don't know how old Loviet is, but just based on that conversation, I feel like she's been in the music industry for longer than I've been around, like yeah, alive. Like it just seems so experienced and like, and like she's had all sorts of good and bad experiences as well. So yeah, yeah. She was very, uh, you'll, you'll see like a very determined, uh, very dedicated to her craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, check Loviet out her her new <laughs> her new album, which is actually an EP, but yeah. Spotify just decided <laughs> to do whatever the fuck they wanted with it. Which is not the first time that's no, been brought it's been up. Brought before, up right? Right? Somebody yeah, had yeah. brought that up before. Um, it may have been the Ellens. Hmm. Anyways, um, is seven 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 triple sevens right? Triple sevens. Triple sevens. Right. Very very cool record. Um, and uh, one of these days, I'm sure she'll be playing a stage out here. Uh, but if you ever get a chance to see her, she lives in Toronto and. Uh, yeah, you got lots of opportunities when things open up. So check it out. Give her a follow. We'll get into a chat with her. A big thanks to our friends. Also give a follow to Sawback Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tourism Red Deer. Yep. Go Services, Inc. Bose Bar and Stage. Yeah. Let's chat Loviet. There it is. What's up? Success. How is it going? Great. How are you guys? Really good. Thanks for for joining us after one postponement and maybe one time mix up tonight. Did you join <laughs> us a little early? No, I literally did, but I was like trying to figure out my microphone because oh, I was okay. using this already. So I was like, does this does this work? Can you guys hear me? Or is it coming through my speaker anyway? Uh, no, I think no, it's, I think it's perfect, good. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Our producer. From here? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Awesome. It worked out great. Well, we appreciate you doing some tech testing before hopping on. Great. So professional. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. So, uh, what, like, your Zoom name is Natalie Lynn, which is your your name. Yeah. Do you prefer that we call you Loviet or? (laughs) I mean, probably. That way people know who I am. It's so funny because, yeah, my name's Natalie. I guess I still, like, you know, there's no Natalie versus Loviet or anything. But people that don't know my name is Loviet. You know what I mean? So, like. Yeah. Yeah. Call me Nat. Just just call me Nat. All right. Okay, Nat. I don't know, dude. I'm having an identity crisis. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's all good. Well, it's nice to meet you. I'm Patrick Babin. This is Peter Michaels. Howdy. Hello. Thanks and you're, you're in us. Toronto tonight? Yeah. Uh, and how is how did you manage Snowmageddon? Which as oh, we record, it was this is lovely. Like a... <sighs> <sighs> Fuck. I really hated it. It was the worst. Um, but yeah, we're here. So it's all good. <laughs> Does, is, is that kind of snow, is that like, do you get that in Nova Scotia? Well, I was just going to, I saw somebody last night say, now Toronto knows what a, East Coast a, an like. East Coast snowstorm is. I guess, eh? Like, I don't, like, when I was there, like, every, well, my, whatever it was, like, 22 years of life when I was in Nova Scotia, it was, like, 
the worst. It was like snow and rain and then like freezing and then like hurricane and then like. Yeah. So I, this was different. Like this is just straight up snow. So there was no like power outages and things like that. Like when I moved to Toronto, people were like, what's a power outage? <laughs> like that's all I ever experienced in my life was like, you know, that. So I um yeah, I don't know. I guess this is different. Right. But. Well, yeah, yeah. There, there's also like I feel like Newfoundland winters are probably very different than mainland winters, too. Right. Yeah, you know what? Probably. I yeah. don't really know. I've never been to Newfoundland um, as, an, as I, an East Coast. Wow. I, I will say right? there there is like infamous Toronto history. I don't even know if the news would have spread out here, but there's a massive snowstorm in Toronto and like I, I'm one, 98 or 97 seems to be ringing a bell. But uh, the mayor, Mel Lastman at the time, actually like I'm pretty sure he called in the army. That's right. Yeah. To help because it was what? it was so that's, crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's a pretty running joke every time there's even just a little bit of snow. Holding the yeah, army, calling the army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what did they fix? What did they do? Like, <laughs> I think they were just shoveling. Yeah. <laughs> wow, like, geez. I mean, in Nova Scotia, we had no power for like a week, and no one came. Yeah, they yeah. Didn't yeah. Call the army, and then like, where was the army? You know what I mean? But it's crazy. Okay, well, I want to explore a little bit why you didn't explore, but like, I've never been out to the East Coast, and it is definitely a bucket list item for me because I hear how wonderful it is. Now, how is it that you're in Nova Scotia and never got to Newfoundland? I, I, it, it's a plane ride. I don't know. I, I never had the chance really. Even like there was like an East Coast Music Awards that happened down there, and I never. I think it was like the one year that they were like, maybe don't do it because it's like a plane ticket that costs more i don't know it's just a different vibe i guess i have a lot of friends from newfoundland but um yeah i never went myself it's beautiful i'd love to go someday what about pei definitely i've been to pei okay. i've been anywhere you can drive really in yeah. Nova Scotia. i've even been to like lewisburg which is like the end of cape breton the very tip of the earth and i'm from like the absolute opposite end of nova scotia so it's like the full 18 hour drive within one province which is crazy but yeah that was wild. And then what about trips south as well? Like, did you get into getting into, like, Massachusetts and, and what is it, Vermont? Like Maine, and Maine. Maine. You know, I did the Maine trip with my mom, like, when I was, like, 16, and it was cool. It was all right, you know, for being a teenager and a road trip with your mom. But, um, <laughs> yeah, people do that a lot in Nova Scotia. They'll go there for, like, shopping. Like, prom season was always, like, the go-to-the-states time. Everybody would go to Maine and, like, get their dresses. It was a thing. I don't really know. Oh, the, but, the famous yeah. Maine super malls. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, except yeah. USD, I guess back in the day, it was like our dollar was better. It was crazy. So you're, time. You, you, not to like pry, but uh, 16, you go on a road trip with your mom to Maine. What is the most memorable part of that trip? Oh, man, I just wanted to be home so bad. And yeah. my mom was so sweet. I was like so angsty. I was like, I do not want to go on this road trip. Just us girls. And she was all about it. It was very exciting for her. And I remember we were there for like, we went to one place, I think it was Bangor, of course, right? Right mm -hmm. over the border. And we had a hotel and we had to like leave. We were like, this is so sketchy. Like nice. we're probably going to get murdered. So we left and then we like ended up driving down some really sketchy roads in the States. And it was way before phones. Like literally this was when like I had our like whatever they're called, like a rumor. So it didn't have any GPS, like no smartphone vibes. So yeah. I had to like GPS on the actual GPS. Like where are we? And we got like lost and there was like a like a road damage. Something happened, like must have been a, a rainstorm or something. And all the roads were collapsing. It was crazy. We were okay. like in the middle of nowhere in like the States and everybody had like a really big US flag on their like porch. It was wild. I was like, this is my first 
very similar to Canada. It was just the same vibe right over the border. But yeah, just that a, was really hilarious. A heavier dose of patriotism. So yeah, exactly. Rogue's collapsing that. So it's like legit Stephen King. You got to experience oh, yeah. like a Stephen King sketchy. style. <laughs> have you ever have you ever done that? Gotten to a hotel and turned around, or like gotten into your room and been like, nah. No, there's a couple of times where I should have. Yeah, but we stuck it out. I remember that a couple of times with my family where you get to the hotel. I think it was in Florida or maybe Georgia, <gasps> and then we're walking up the stairs of this two floor motel or whatever, and then the cops showed up, <gasps> and there was like some sort of domestic situation. And we, we yoink, oh. yoinked out of there. Wow. Dude, I'm so glad I'm not alone. I was like, my, I was like, I don't want to be the only one that's like bailed. My mom definitely has some of those like motherly, whatever they're called. Like Intuitions. she just knows when it's time to get the fuck out. Yeah. Like she'll yeah, go. Yeah. So yeah. Well, shout out to her then. That's, uh, <laughs> right? that's admirable. Best mom, best mom. So uh, tell, it. tell us a bit about your origin story because, um, you've been playing music for a really, really long time, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like I started when I was five, like wow. playing piano and hated piano lessons. They were the worst. And then I started guitar and loved it. Um, but I was, I grew up in a small town and we didn't have a whole lot. So I just tried to learn as much as I could on my own. And my mom was also a singer and her whole like sister, like family, they all sang together. So I was just kind of like from the very get go, like, that's what I'd like to do. And, um, yeah, I started recording when I was like 13, 14, playing with some bands and just like doing my own thing for a while and then got to Halifax, which is still two hours out from my town at the time. Wow. And yeah, like I'm from the middle of nowhere. And I had a really good time there too. I went to school. I just had a couple weird run-ins with some early on teen, you know, production situations where I was like, I never want to be um, like in that place again, or like, I don't want to not know what I'm doing. I want to have control. So I tried to go to school for everything I could. Like I went for recording and music and business and just try to get some sort of, um, some sort of like thing under my, under my feet. I'm curious <laughs> if, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you're recording at 13, what, yeah, what's what, that what, what do you like? have right? to record on? <laughs> right. It was kind of intense. I, um, well, I got my own like tape deck, like classic. I actually bought one just recently because I was like nostalgic. I was like, I'm going to get into tape recording again, but I didn't realize how much tape hiss, like <laughs> had no idea how bad it was. I was so used to my iPhone anyway. So I used to do that. I used to like record on little tape decks, which was really cool. And then I, um, I worked with some producers when I was like 13, 14 and they were really awful. And I just had a really bad time and spent a lot of money that my parents obviously put forward. They were trying to help me out and not that we had a whole lot, but they did what they could and we were like burnt. Um, so yeah, I was pissed off and I was like, I'm never going to fucking let that happen again. And uh, am I allowed to swear? Sorry. Please, please do continue. <laughs> okay, shit, sorry. No, it's all good. It's a podcast. <laughs> Literally me every time. Anyway. So I was like, let's not do that again. Let's not find people that, um, you know, are from smaller towns as well that know that they can take advantage of. Yeah. And yeah, there's some, there's some different vibes out there. Right. And it was like 2000 and like eight or nine when this stuff was going on. So very different time for recording. It wasn't nearly as hands-on or um, like in your own house. Like it was yeah. very studio oriented back then. So yeah, it was a very weird time for me. <laughs> so you, you have those experiences and you did mention in, there was an article in Atwood magazine, you'd invested in dead ends on the recording front. Um, yeah, totally. What... I've been trying to get a, I've been trying to get a record since I was like 14, 15, like fresh. I was like, I want, all I want is to just have this record. So, um, 
yeah and then I even even in my 20s like my early 20s when I first moved to the city and went to school and recorded and we make some like just poor poor quality versions of my songs and I had to you know bury them (laughs) (laughs) hopefully they stay buried um but I was learning a lot and growing a lot so I don't really hold it against everybody that I've worked with it's like it's been a, a a it's been like touch and go like sometimes it's been really good um to work with people and just like experience the record process and then throw it away and start over. Like, I kind of like that too. So it's a hard way to learn, but honestly, no better way to learn, you know, exactly how you don't want it to be done. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely. And it's like, everything changes so quickly. Like I, um, like I'd go from like working with a band to like working on my own and then, you know, trying to, um, do the stuff that like I wanted to do um, live, which was the bigger thing that I really cared about and always did care about growing up, which was like getting good live. And I'd play like four nights a week and just like do as much as I could. And yeah, it really helped, I think, in the long run, just doing all of it at once. What do you remember not, about not the first paid gig that you have or had? What, what do you remember Ooh. about the first paid gig? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my first like, I'll say like for me, it was like making it like I played like the seahorse in Halifax, which was like a big deal. And I was probably like 19, like fresh 19. And I like, God, I don't even want to picture what people were listening to. (laughs) I don't even know what it sounded like, but it was just so cool to me. And I remember being um, so naive, just thinking it was like so it. And I was so stoked. But yeah, Um, yeah paid gigs eh? like I must have played free forever I mean we'd make like a hundred bucks between me and five guys and we'd all like at the end of the night we'd just like blow it on like the hotel or like blow it on beer like yeah everything like that so there was tons of those nights where you know pocket change and three hour sets and just crazy things that people should never do (laughs) I don't know (laughs) three hour sets with a three hour set at that stage of your career what are you what are you playing original music that all was the original I, right like Jesus. i'm nuts i mean i i'm really bad at covers like i'm the first to admit it like i'm really really bad at covers i i just i don't like it it's like when you like love a song and you hear somebody else's voice on it it's just like ugh, i want to hear the person that sang that more than i want to hear myself like my own version so yeah i've never really dug covers what's your and... best cover though you got to be confident with at least one man like i even if it's never been on stage before there's got to be something (laughs) i i don't know like i don't know maybe like karaoke britney spears or something okay i don't know man yeah i don't know i did do a cover of wild horses by the rolling stones and that's actually online which is cool but yeah can can i one up that question no. Let's do it. I'm going to one-up that question and make it a little bit more specific. So uh, I, I think I'd read somewhere where, you know, ch- changing the name from Natalie Lynn over uh, because you would get up on stage and people expected a country singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. So let's just yes. say no, you— you guys have done your research. <laughs> you had to. You're on stage. You've got an audience that's expecting a country singer. You have to cover a country song. What oh. country song would you go for? If I had to, I have no shade on country. I love country writing. I mean, like, I will cheat a little bit. Can I, like, do a Cheryl Crow song? You know what I mean? Like, I, like, hmm? I, I, I got no issues with that. That's, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, I grew up on Cheryl Crow. Like, that was my thing. And she's amazing. Um, I would do, like, If It Makes You Happy. That was probably the first song on guitar that I learned and was like, this is so, like, me and, like, easy and, like, came naturally. Um 
But yeah, country is amazing. Like when I first started co-writing, that's when I like a few of my like friends and peers in in Nova Scotia are really, really phenomenal country writers and they do it for like big time. Yeah. And that was the first taste I got in like how to co-write. And I was like, it's magic. Like, it's just so cool how people write country songs. And I have a lot of respect for for Americana and all of that. I think it's sort of part of my my roots, you know. Is there anything in in country right now that you're super hyped about? I don't even keep up. Um, You know what? Chris Stapleton. I fucking love that guy. Like, who doesn't? You know, if you hear that man sing, it's like, whoa. Just got that Tincha Outlaw to it. That's also a dude who was doing primarily session work for a long, long time, wasn't he? Yep. I didn't know that. I think. I think. I think. It is such a fascinating genre where, and, and, you know, we are in Alberta. We're in central Alberta. So there's a fair, fair bit of country (laughs) here. Um, But, you know, just the... The musicians behind the scenes are incredible. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Do you know who I love? Drive by truckers. Are they country? Yeah. That's, I don't know. Alt alt country. Alt country. Alt country. Yep. I've had such a kick. I don't know what it is, but I've been listening to that one song. Oh my God. My sweet Annette. I'm like, jam. I'm going to have to check it out. What is alt country? Literally, it's like an earworm, guys. Just saying. What do you define as alt country? Uh, Well, I mean, like like they do drugs. (laughs) <laughs> like psychedelics <laughs> yes that's exactly what it is it's country is music sturgill is sturgill alt- Stur- sturgill would be in the alt country okay, okay. realm of things for some of it not all of it all right interesting but yeah it's uh yeah it's it's almost like even indie country you could almost call it right 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 it's just not quite the straight up twang of the real deal i pr- we're not going to put you on the spot anymore that's well that's bullshit <laughs> okay I maybe, loved a, it. It maybe a couple more times um great. okay so yeah the, the natalie thing because you was that when you were talking about getting up on stage at the horseshoe as Natalie in, is that what I read? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly, I mean, everywhere it was, it was a thing. I, I won this battle of the bands in, this was like the only thing I've ever won in my life, but I won the battle of the bands in like Nova Scotia. That was, I lost it the first year, won it the second. Nice. And classic underdog. But Come back kid. I, yeah. And um, yeah, I just remember that most of the judges, part of me still to this day is just like, did I win based on like talent or did they just really expect me to just be a country singer? And then I just so threw them off by like the thing I was doing that yeah. I like, you know, because like it is cool, like doing like rock. And at the time I was really into rock. So I was just playing like, you know, ripping solos and doing really cool things on stage, just like get energetic. And, you know, so people I think it was like a bit of a like, you know, trick show. Um, but yeah, at the end of it, I had three or four people just being like, Natalie Lynn, like, I really thought you were going to suck. Like, I thought you were just going to be. <laughs> and that's like really like, I mean, maybe it's the toxic, like misogynistic kind of vibe where it's just like, oh, you know, female singer songwriter not going to blow me away, which is horrible. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's like it was a thing. I was sort of sick of it at that point. And I did always play with a band. So it was very strange. I just I couldn't figure out branding at that point and like things weren't the way they were like there was no like there was no social media like it is today where you can like literally look on Instagram and there's somebody's brand like right in front of your eyes like that didn't exist so I didn't know anything about that and um it took me a while to figure it out so I was and I never wanted to do something half-assed so I just said no I'll just stick with my name until something felt right so yeah so tell us about that moment when Loviat felt right like uh, def- define the name, the brand for yeah. us. I definitely felt like I was getting like a new start. I felt like I was moving on from everything in Nova Scotia for me, like when I grew up and 
you know, moving, it's very exciting to move and um, start over fresh. I didn't know anybody in the city. I was completely, um, yeah, just like starting fresh. And I had one connection, which was my now manager at the time, who was also just someone that seen my show once and was like interested. And um, we had a conversation just, well, a couple, couple of conversations throughout the year, I think it was 2019. And I was writing songs with different people as Natalie Lynn. I released a song as Natalie Lynn. And um, it felt like the moment where I just finally grew up. You know what I mean? It was like, it was a part of me that, that I was holding on to for no reason anymore. I just didn't feel like it connected with me. And to be honest, I've always hated my name, like Natalie, like really like, do I like work at the DMV and like, do I, you know what I mean? Like, am I in customer service? Like it just, it feels very, it feels very suited to what I was supposed to be. I think like in terms of what I always thought I had to be as a female and as a, in my life. And maybe that's my own stigma that I have, but I always thought I needed to like get away from something that felt too, you know, too much going on there. So love it was fresh and it was exciting and it was available. Mm. If you've tried looking up band names, like, whoa, everything, <laughs> everything is taken. Um, yeah, but I did, uh, yeah, I did think it made a lot of sense. I was kind of looking at lines in my songs and one of them was like about violet light and I kind of rearranged the letters of violet and love it kind of came out and I say love it a lot and people love to just call me love it, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but important, yeah. important to establish that it's, it rhymes with Soviet. Yes, um, exactly. Which is 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 a great uh, tie into the the Loviet Union. I will say, I was half expecting to just see a giant Soviet flag on the wall behind <laughs> you. But can you imagine? Wow, that would turn some heads. Hey, like <laughs> stage trick. Um, yeah, exactly. I actually did an interview with like somebody from I I don't know somewhere in Europe, and they were a little bit like, "You should change that." For real, kind of wow. threw shade at the Loviet Union, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, I don't know if it needs to be taken that seriously. How? I, right? Yeah. Sorry, where did was this like a Zoom interview? Was it? And and with someone in Europe, was it was it a difficult interview to have? I've never really thought about that before. I don't even know. He seemed really into the vibe. He was like, "This is great." And then it it's just like at the end of the interview, he was just like, "Loviet Union." He's like, "Yeah." Maybe not, maybe not use that. Like maybe something huh. else. Interesting. I'd have to think really hard yeah. about that. That's, uh, I, yeah. I was a little weak, but yeah, it's funny. Would you, have you ever considered with any one of our guests that we've had on the podcast of giving them advice on something <laughs> to do with their career? Oh God. Now I'm wondering if we have accidentally, subconsciously. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think that's a spot I would go down. But. That is that is an interesting <laughs> statement, though, because remember that band in Calgary, Viet Cong? No. Yeah, there's a band in Calgary <laughs> called Viet Cong, and they actually had to change their name a few years ago to Preoccupations oh, no. because they realized that maybe their name mm. was... Uh, some people are sensitive to the horrors of it. Right. Right. But uh, yeah. interesting. Well, but it's not the name of your band, so... Or your, I think it's, I love it. I think it's clever as hell. Now, when you Thanks. were going through all of that branding and the name changes, were you in school and taking stuff on this already? Or is this stuff that just came to you all on your own? Yeah, no, I like, I went to school in 20, I think I graduated in 2014 and it was like a three-year thing. And I took a little bit, like it was all about music and business and stuff. And I like paid attention and really got into that stuff. But again, it was more like, 
um, I started working with my manager and he's really dope. He's like someone that was working as a booking agent and in different business things in the industry for a long time. And um, yeah, it was cool. It was coming from a point of like an outsider's perspective too, helping me. Cause I, it is hard to think about yourself like as a product. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like mm-hmm. it sucks for me. I hate it. But like, if somebody's good at it, that's great. But um, it was nice having somebody else to be bouncing ideas off of and just be like, I don't know, like what's something that's fresh and gets me away from the past. Like I want to, I want to start over. I just want to do my own thing and, and just move away from the lens. There's too many other lens out there. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to uh, be a part of that family. <laughs> yeah. No, no shame in that at all. Right. Um, Tell me about it. And then, so this, uh, is it, is it triple seven or is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So triple seven, 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 seven. Okay. Um, like, is that the first full project that you've put out as Loviet? Yeah. And it, it actually was supposed to be an EP. Like, LOL, Spotify is like, hey, it's actually an album. You put this many songs together and that makes an album. But it was like an EP oh. and it was, um, yeah, it's yeah one of those little things. But I'm stoked. It's like my first album. So I'm super, super stoked that it, it kind of came together even during a pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Was it uh, like much like ninety five percent of our interviews since we started the show a year ago? Is uh, oh yeah, this album's been done for two full years, kind of thing. Is Actually, that no? No, okay. I, I didn't like. We've kind of been doing everything live, like for the most part. Um, I wrote everything in twenty twenty, um, but I I just I wrote the last song right on the tail end. So it was like November and like the last song that made it onto the record and. Um, we recorded it in February or March, and it came out right away. So it was like about six months, maybe a year, like or as I about like a half a year before it came out. Um, but yeah, like it, uh, everything we've done, we've never we've never put it on pause for the pandemic. The only thing that really screwed us was like the live stuff, which really, you know, always felt like a big part of me. So that was hard. Yeah, um, yeah, it sucks because like I always wrote songs thinking how much fun would this be to play live? And in 2020, in this record, we just started to write songs again, you know, which just wasn't as fun. You know, it's really, I love the record and I love how um, everything turned out. And we had a good time just sort of throwing things at the wall, seeing what sticks. Um, But yeah, it's exciting that maybe the next record, we can think more about the live show. Cause it was very, it was like going on tour with these songs was like, okay, now I have to figure out how to play these live. Whereas normally that's never the way it goes. It's always the other way around. So, and I guess some, like some artists live that way. Like some artists love to just write in their rooms or in a studio and then maybe think about the live show later, but that's just not me. Like I'm more about the live show first, um, like to test them out on the road, like to see if people dig them. But yeah, this one was literally all from, zoom sessions and sessions by myself and a whole array of emotions mixed with 2020 moving (laughs) to toronto to you know (laughs) expand your 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 career and then just be locked indoors literally i can't believe i i got 2019 and i'm so thankful for that because dudes would i be here like i don't even know like if i had moved at the end of 2019 would i still be good you know like it was just I'm glad I got a year in the city to really like get a feel for things. Cause that's when I, I got here in the end of 2018, right. of 2019, but yeah, like the pandemic hit and I'm in Toronto and I'm like kind of bouncing between here and Nova Scotia a bit, see my family and where things are kind of chill. Um, yeah. Like 
what a weird time to write a record, you know, <laughs> like yeah. not doing anything cool. Like I'd like to be just on the road and like meeting people and, and doing things. And yeah, again, like my manager helped me a bit, like Adam, he's the best. He like set up these zoom co-writes and he kind of called it like my zoom tour, which is like pff, lame. Like we're going on tour on zoom, but like <laughs> I met a bunch of people ones. from the States. <laughs> yeah. Right. You guys are like, tell me about it. Um, but yeah, I got to meet people from the States and from all around really like some people in uh, the UK that I got to collaborate with for the first time. And so it did work out. It was kind of interesting, but not the same as being in the room. I don't think like, I just, I live for being on the move and just experiencing things. And that's how most artists I think kind of, kind of vibe so it was tough it was a challenge well i'm wondering like so you moved to toronto so you do have a little bit of that time to start developing and networking a little bit before the pandemic really sets in but to be in a brand new city and really not know that many people like what did you do for a right. year and a half i don't know i blacked out like <laughs> <laughs> it's a blur i just like i survived that's the biggest thing i think 2020 was just about surviving and um staying productive and trying to write. And I did spend like, I, I did do some, some traveling like back to Nova Scotia and um, I do, it's like an 18 hour drive. And in the COVID times, like you're not allowed to stop in different provinces yeah. to like stay over because of quarantining. So I had to just, we just drive like me and my partner would drive 18 hours to Nova Scotia and land. And then we'd have to quarantine for 14 days. So um, completely alone, isolated in a house, which was awesome. Like uh, my technically is my boyfriend's parents would give us their house for the 14 days because they could go up the road. They've got, you know, their other child's house they can hang out at. Yeah. So they do that. They give us the house and we would just play music for, you know, two weeks, which was great. So that was keeping me sane for the most part. Um, yeah. And writing. And that was like, that was the best. I think it was a saving grace because... I just, I can't, I can't stay still for like, I can't even do it for like a few days. Like if I'm not busy and doing stuff, it really stresses me out. So yeah, I'm glad I got to go some places a little. Okay. So then when did the trip to, to LA take place? Cause you got the video that you filmed uh, for pull up, which was filmed in California. There's a, I know there's a scene of you walking down the Hollywood Boulevard. So I know at least some right. of it's in LA. Yeah. I went to LA in November with um, two other really awesome artists. Well, uh, my photographer and videographer chick named Stephanie Montani and then another artist named Aoife. And she's amazing too. And the three of us were like in September-ish, we were like, we're getting stir crazy. Like who wants to go in on a, a trip like and just do some creative stuff down in, in LA? And I had some people I wanted to meet with at that point. So um, yeah, it just kind of worked out. And luckily the pandemic kind of kept it up and we, we could go. But um, yeah, it was great. Like, honestly, so fun to travel again and like feel like things were going back to normal. I had like two really solid months of it. And I think going to LA in general was just super, um, it just revived a lot of the energy that was, you know, that was missing from the last two years. And yeah, it was so fun. The States is hilarious because they deal with things so differently. Yeah. But um, we had a great time. Like I went to shows again. Like I went to a couple concerts. Where, what did you see? I, with some friends. I went to see, okay, my highlight and it's not that crazy, but it is to me. I want to see Maniskin. Oh, cool. If you know that band. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't know much about them. I know they're popping off right now, right? That's the thing, period. It's like pop culture. I got to like live that moment where I went to this show at the Roxy, which I think is also closing. So it was like iconic oh, bar in LA. 
and super small room. And I've never been to a show before where everybody has their phone up and they're all videotaping because that is the highlight. It's like to show that you were there. Right. Like that is how crazy and cool this band is to people from because they're from the UK, like they're touring. It's crazy. Anyway, it was a great show and they were so cute. They're very Italian. So they didn't speak a lot of English and they were like, you know, obviously they're still like getting up there as a band too. So it was, it was really cool to see a band almost on my level. They're still way ahead of me, but like on my level to that degree where like they had some things wrong with their set. Like there were some things that went great. There were some things that went wrong. And I was like, that's so nice. And they're just huge. They're the biggest stars in the world. I love it. So really great time. Um, and then we went to see, um, Oh, shit. See, I'm not a huge, I'm not a big fan, but like, what is their name? It's gone. I can't remember. And we went to the Hollywood or no, we went to the, um, the Greek, the Greek, the Greek theater. Yeah. Anyway, iconic. And they just play instrumental songs. Do you know who I'm talking about? Instrumental band. Fuck. From LA, the most, or from Texas. They're the most LA thing I've ever been to because it's instrumental band and everybody's just vibing and there's no lyric. You're not talking about fish. No, I don't know who. Okay. Instrumental vibing. I'm like, can I phone a friend that's like millionaire? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. If you want ahead. to. I mean, I'm very, yeah, I, I'm very curious. We're gonna I need. I can't remember the name. This is very me. Um, We're gonna I need this to know. be resolved. I can't. The Greeks are pretty it. sizable. It's gonna kill us right? off. I'm like, there's, I, there's somebody in my head, but I can't. I just can't pop the you name. Think of the, you think it's that band that Drew McTaggart was talking about, Karugan mm. Bin or something? No. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's it. Cronbin. Cronbin. Thank you. Snaps. You got it. Yeah, buddy. Okay. Cronbin, I guess. I call them Krang Bang all week because I don't fucking know who they are. That's so funny. I had a really good time. And the girls were stoked. They were like, we're going to go to this show. You're going to love it. And I was like, ugh, cool. And it was actually sick. Like, the bass player is a female, and like, there's these two other dudes. And the guy on the drums has like just dead face the whole time, but he's just like killing it. It was very good. I was like super stoked that we went and just LA vibes, man. Just like smoking weed and like watching a show outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Sounds awesome. Saw some legendary fun. venues too. Yeah, exactly. Hit them all. Right. Like we did as much as we could and in a week and a half, like it was great. And then we shot the video in the middle of the desert. How long and did that take? Oh, funny story. Well, we actually got caught up. We went to a bar and met up with some friends. And before we knew it, we looked at the clock and we were like, guys, it's like 4.55. We've got like an, like not even an hour tops left of daylight. And we got to shoot this video. We drove the whole way to Joshua Tree. We were like, okay, we got to go. So we like phoned it in, like ran outside at like front of the bar, basically like anywhere that wasn't populated with people and just started shooting. And that was the whole video. Wow. Like, okay. Could you yeah, tell? The B-roll was throughout the week, but that was like the gist of the video, which is hilarious. Impressive. That is, yeah, very impressive. Yeah. I, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up as well, just to see if it, like, if it was all done. Like, ah, uh, that's a one take. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it looked, I mean. No, it looked great. Well, and I was also curious, too, if you were just driving <laughs> and thought, oh, well, this looks like a pretty good spot to film a video, or if you had it all kind of planned out. I'll be honest with you. That is like every video I've ever made. Like, I, at least the ones that I've done, like there's like, and that was one that I edited. So like, I just, like we just, and I was a part of it with the chick, Stephanie, who shot it. Like we just thought about it together. And we were like, let's just do this. So she sent me the footage and we put it together. But every video I made, like, especially for the last DP, the three song one that I did, I made all the videos and it was like, hey guys, do you want to make a video tonight? Like, all right, let's do it. And then we'd rent a space and we'd like shoot a bunch of film. And that was just what happens um and i think that's fun like i think that's this that's my creative way but then of course like 
of course, if you're talking to people in a room about it, they're like, we can't agree to make a video with you like that. Like there's no anything like we need to have way more than that. So it's been a difficult thing to transition from my brain, how I like to make videos to like working with people. Like when I worked with um, someone on pictures video, they had it all planned and I had no part in that. Like I got to see the treatment and I was like, yes, that feels great. But um, yeah, in my head, I'm like, let's just shoot some B-roll. Like, let's just shoot on the fly and see what we get. And like, a lot of people are very confused of what the point of that is if you don't have like a shot list or a plan. But so was, I like to just was vibe. pictures your con like the concept came from somebody else for pictures or was that your yeah. idea? That for the came from someone else actually. Yeah, I mean, he nailed it. Yeah, um, fits the song perfect. It was so cool. Um, he yeah, he really nailed it. Uh, I. I felt like I I wanted to work with more people this this round and I got to work with some but um at, at the end of the day like yeah I feel like all the visuals for this was it was like a process cuz again it's a pandemic so you never know like unpredictable and getting crew and and trying to do everything the way that maybe it's supposed to be done but I just I'd never had those experiences to work with people before so it was it was a lot of challenges that I'd never faced on this but I I loved picture cuz it was it was like the first real music video I've ever shot. Like they had a dolly and they had like the guy on like the camera, like following me. And it was, it was really, it was a real production. So. And you filmed that in Toronto? I filmed it outside of Toronto, uh, about like an hour out somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Oh. Don't know the, don't know the place. Very nice. Well, that, did, I have you seen up. the video? I don't, oh, I, don't I don't think I watched that video. The th the, what I love the most about it, I mean, it, there's a lot of cool visuals, but the, like the, just that little stagger that you have through it as you're like, it just, like it just says so much just that little Thanks. yeah it's i was it's pretty yeah cool. i was going for like dead zombie yeah vibe. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> success I, success a lot of my friends were like i thought it was green screened until like you break away and then it's not which is crazy <laughs> but yeah <laughs> it um it's cool so you're talking about how you like to road test your music um and did you get did you play shows with texas king before christmas no, I, yeah, yeah, we did a tour. I just, that was my first, my first couple shows in like a long two time. Years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And where did, where did you guys get to play? Because that was like, uh, was that supposed to come out this way? But, well, I originally thought Lovia was joining Texas King out here in yeah. a month, February. I don't know when yeah. those dates are, I forget. But uh, I, then I realized a few weeks ago that they, you were just booked for some of those Ontario dates, right? Yeah. Um, those guys are awesome. And it was kind of a plan. Yeah. I wanted to get out and in, into just some smaller places just to play yeah. again. And they were really, really awesome. They let me join them on their tour. Let me, they asked me. Um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a nuisance. Why would anybody bring me along? But it was a really good time. And I did some of them completely like just me and a drummer, which is really exciting. Um, actually their drummer played with me for some shows. Cool. And it was like, it's been a bit of a process. Like everything's just been kind of thrown together as we can, but it's all about just getting the songs out there and, and seeing if people, seeing if I can connect people again. Like it's been so long and it had such a great time. Like it was a week and a half, probably about that worth of dates. And what a good time. Like we played the London music hall, which was crazy. It was yeah. packed and huge, huge. Um, and that's their hometown show too, people. right? Exactly. Yeah. And those guys bring it like they killed it. And our friends as well, our mutual friends on his heart collective came. So it was cool. like a big family um, of people that are just really great. And um, 
God, I've never felt better. I felt so good. And then of course thought there was more coming in January and got it kind of pulled out from underneath of me, but we're good. You got, you got to play some of those songs at least on stage a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Got to like fuck them up in front of some people. It was great. There we go. Is there footage? (laughs) Can we watch? Definitely. I'm sure there's a total bloopers reel. Had a couple Jaeger one night. Like, you know, there's lots of good times in a week. You never know. But um, now you just you you just referred to yourself as a nuisance on tour. But this is sounding kind of fun to me. So (laughs) what's the nuisance part? Oh, God. No, I'm a treat on tour. I bought all the boys in the band like like $20 worth of chips. I was like, we're going to have like storm chips. And we like stayed, we crashed at one of our friends house. It was like really fun. We all like went in the hot tub. We like stayed in the snowstorm. We were like covered in snow in the hot tub. It was hilarious. We had a really good time, but um, I don't know. I'm pretty chill. Like I'm the most, like I'm the least needy person. And I just kind of did all my crying on the highway, driving by myself when no one can see me and hear me. It was great. (laughs) Did you, have you seen Texas King? I have not. No, no. Jordan. Jordan's a pretty, pretty great performer. Eh? He's a rock star. Yeah. Like they're all rock stars. Like they're really good dudes and yeah. they write really great songs and they play really well together. It's nice to see like that. It gave me a lot of the same feeling I had when I was in Nova Scotia, which I really missed. And I was really thankful for that because when I was there, that was the, like, that was the era I was in is like dudes and bands, you know, to yeah. be honest, like yeah. that's what I was surrounded by. And it was really nice to feel that energy again. And, kind of be thrown back to like the place that I started and like quite literally trying to learn songs again. And it was great. Have you known them for a while? No, but we share a manager, um, which is cool. And yeah, just a nice, nice random hookup for a tour, which was great. Yeah. And then, so what's, uh, you know, uh, on the topic of touring or playing shows are, do you, I know you don't have plans right now, (laughs) but what's the, what are the next six months hopefully look like for you? Um, six months, I'm going to just any, like, just give me the go Ontario government and I will start fucking playing. Like, that's about it for me. I'm, I'm so ready to just be on stage again and just be doing it. And yeah, up until that point, I kind of have to do what I was doing before, which is, (laughs) I sound like I'm not enthused about it, but I'm going to be writing and working on recording and things like that, which is really fun too. But Let's be real. I'd much rather be playing these songs and getting to feel like yeah. the release really happened for just a second, like pause on it for a bit and like enjoy it. But um, yeah, I'm already moving on. I'm already like doing the next thing, writing for the next record and starting to plan that. Um, and then if things start to open, we'll probably go go ahead and do some shows. But yeah, it's, it's beautiful because now I've never had that experience where you've released things and they're actually available. So it's not like you have to move on. You can literally yeah. just, you know, it's always fun to look back and play them and you know who knows who knows what to expect in the next couple months but um yeah dudes i'm just like january i don't know about y'all but i'm just coasting i'm just trying to get through it and (laughs) stay productive and optimistic okay so what do you what do you uh in terms of state like you said you got a solid year in toronto before everything shut down um have you been able to play a number of the stages in town I have kind of, I mean, I actually like the whole way I got out here was I did, I won that thing and then I played some shows here. So I did a small tour in 2018 as well, which was through Ontario. And I actually ended up playing three different, I think it was like a showcase for CMW. And I played at um, Cameron house, horseshoe, um, Dakota tavern. So I played like quite a few of the 
of the main ones. And then we just did some again right before everything closed down again, which was the Drake and we did uh what's that velvet? Velvet Underground. So yeah, like you've crossed a few off complain. already. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have, have no favorite? right to complain. Sorry? Do you have, Do a, have a favorite? favorite? Ooh, I love to pick favorites. And then I love for the venues to hate me for it later. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't. Fair enough, fair um, enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like, hello, the iconic horseshoe. Like, yeah. it's great. Good times. Um, but again, the last one I played was Velvet. So that was really cool. It yeah. sucked because everybody had to sit down. And then the very next day, they announced that people were allowed to stand. So I was pretty burnt by that. I was like, seriously? But um, it was really cool. The, the room was great. I hope I can go back again and do it for standing people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It'll happen. I have faith. Right? It'll happen. Optimism. Um, so, you know, you say you're coasting right now, but if 2020 was a roller coaster and 2021 is the theme park, I have no idea what 2022 is. Have you figured yeah, it out? Yeah, 2022 is a shit show. It's already <laughs> okay. here. We All know right. it. We know it. Shit show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, write that on my bio for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I felt like that analogy was really cool. And now I'm like, Everybody thinks I had a great time in the last two years, which is so funny. Like I was just, I was just having a great time, like roller coaster theme park. But um, like, I feel like it was a really challenging time for a lot of people. So I don't want to, you know, shade on that. But um, and me too. Let's be real. But I think 2022 is just, it's going to be the same. Just let's hope that it's like the real life we've all been missing instead of this digital bullshit that we've all had to go through the last little while. Mm -hmm. I'd really like to to see it in person in real life. Um, yeah. yeah. Have you got and, like with all of this kind of downtime and coasting a little bit, have you got like some checks and balances in place to not spend so much time online? Like I'd, I've read a few things about some takes on social media that you have. Uh, is it yeah. a challenge to stay away? Yeah. I mean, are you guys on TikTok? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Uh, do you have it on your phone? I do not. No. We, no, it, it was a legitimate discussion when we were beginning this podcast was, is that someplace we need to be? Um, your hockey team is sponsored by the Yes, platform. they are. The Leafs are sponsored oh, by the TikTok. Shit. You're, right. You're, right. You're, I, right. You're right. I just noticed that the other day. I'm like, I wonder how helmets. Patrick feels about that. I saw they had TikTok on their helmet, which is kind of weird, but. Yeah. Yeah. So no, true. no, not. I mean, not it's the greatest sports no. franchise. So you're ever, not so. avid TikTokers. I mean. <laughs> no, are you? I, I am, it's, it's a drug for me. I need yeah. to get away. It's too addictive. I don't use it. Like I'm not out. I'm like the troll of TikTok. I love being on there, like watching things cause it's instant serotonin and it's really funny and the humor and like the culture behind it. I always want to keep up with cause it's very interesting how music's kind of changing and things are turning into that different instant world, which well, is like, and I love hate. TikTok is changing music. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is yeah. So there's. I like to keep up with it. Um, I fucking hate being on TikTok. My like <laughs> least strong point is like video. I'm. It took me years to get Instagram. Like I don't want to start getting TikTok, guys. I don't know how to do it. But that said, I have like I have a love hate with it. Um, I struggle with all of that stuff. I just think it's not like this is cool because it's live and we're here. And if I look like an idiot, it's in person and it's gonna happen. Like it's great. I like that. I hate edit. I hate yeah. like, I hate feeling like you have to overthink everything you do and mm -hmm. like whatever you're putting out is by choice because it's, it's not true and it's not a real authentic version. And I just, it gets stressful trying to keep up with that because um, who can, like who really can be, 
you know, be that. At least that's me. At least I don't feel like I fit it. So it sucks. And I, I love it and hate it. So yeah, I'm not there yet. But um, mental health wise, I just, I just do as little as I can. And mm-hmm. then as much as I feel like in the moment, I have no real, I have no real method. So I, I just had a realization about TikTok. I did download it a number of months ago. And it was the first time I felt technologically inept. Oh, yeah. Because I've heard, like, honestly, like, what I the have, fuck, left, right, up, down, what the, it, I don't understand what it does. I have been told by others it's a great video editing platform, so if you do want to use it just for editing. But, like, editing. a dog shit UI or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah was, I don't understand it. Whoa, to... first of all, who is telling you it's good at video editing? Because, like, bro, I don't even, like, the technologically sound people that know how to use it to video edit must be... Like whew, years above me. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know what I'm doing on there. Like I tried to edit videos. That's half the reason I can't because I upload videos and I like start to edit them. And then I'm like, I feel like my parents, like that inner turmoil when they're like, help me with the computer. Yeah. Because I don't know what's happening and yeah. I don't know where the sound went. Then I like go back and then I don't know where that went. Like I just get lost. So wow. If people can just use it as a tool, that's dope. Good for them. There you go. Pete, get to work. Start learning. Uh, we'll see. Pompeo, I'm curious. Yeah, give me a tutorial. I, like, I don't know how any TikTok videos get made because anybody I talk to about <laughs> it says the exact same thing that you did. I go on there and I watch videos, but I don't put anything on it. Amen, baby. <laughs> yeah. Amen. It is like, and the people that come out with these videos, they do. They're like, they vanish. They're like standing here and then they'll like vanish and they'll show up in the back. And it's like, it's like legit Hollywood, like magic. They can do some shit on there, but I don't know how to do it. All right. Good um, for them. Someday I'll learn. And I've, I've, I edit my videos. Like I'm such a, like, I'm so exposing that I don't know how to use this technology, <laughs> but whatever. Final um, cut guys. Final cut. I wrote this on my notes well, were we supposed to chat two weeks ago or a week ago? Uh, a week ago, right? It was supposed to be last. Why did I write Carly Rae Jepsen down? Ooh, I don't know. There, I can I mean, tell you why. Dope. Because there was a, uh, I think there was an exclaim article, right. That might have given a comparison. Really? Okay. Well, that's a great comparison. <laughs> I do remember reading a Carly Rae Jepsen in a. Okay, you, you haven't you haven't worked with her yet. No, that's that'd not... be a dream. Yeah, I do love her. I she's sick as fuck. I love her. Um. Yeah, she's a, like, hmm, I get that comparison a lot, hey? Like, I don't know where it came from. Like, I guess there's something there. I don't know. I just, I do love her music. I love her writing. Um, she's kind of like the first artist that came out in, like, the 2010s, I guess 2015 and up era that, like, really redefined, um, like, that that genre of, like, 80s and synth and power yeah. pop and female and all these things that like were people were doing like softer indie versions but she was like the first like like grabbing it and just just going straight for it and throwback era and like bringing back those nostalgic things so I think that's like a lot to do with what I like to do as well like I think we have a lot of similarities like that like I admire um admire her writing and I admire her sound but um I think that there's a struggle between like again the live issue right for the last two recordings it's like I struggle with getting proof of what live element I bring versus like the recording because I don't think in the live sense that people would really like if you're a Kylie Rae Jepsen fan you might come and see that like my show's not really that vibe but Fair enough. fuck it I don't care like I love yeah. Kylie Rae Jepsen I love Britney Spears come on come on out <laughs> I, had a, I had a moment a few years ago because I definitely in my music snobbery uh totally overlooked and ignored Carly Rae Truly. Jepsen and then like I think four or five years ago, she did the Pitchfork Music Festival, and 
she opened the set. I, for some reason, I watched it, and she opened the set with, uh, it's like the first track. I, I think it's called Run Away Emotion. With Me. Run Away. Yeah, it's the first track on that Run, album. Oh, dude, Run Away. And I was Slaps. like, I'm watching this this live set. I'm like, oh, Carly Rae Jepsen at the Pitchfork Music Festival. That sounds different. And <laughs> that song is, might be the greatest song of all time. Exactly. The, the sax is like... I agree. I yeah, mean, we, we record this. It's fucking unbelievable. This is on record. That now. whole album, Zach Gray, <laughs> wow. Zach Gray okay. from yeah, yeah. the Zolas worked on that record. He's oh, He has a credit on one of those right. songs. And the sax in that song, now that I've brought it up, it's going to be stuck in my head for the next two and a half weeks, guaranteed. <laughs> I agree. I so agree. It's amazing. Like, there are literally songs that, like, are there's the best songs in the world on that record. Even on the B-Sides cut, which people don't listen to as much, the B-Sides is dope. Um, I think it's also, I think it's also, like, officially the highest review, like, rated record of all time. I no don't word. think I'm making that up. By whom? Like, on Metacritic, if you look at, like, the amalgamate or yeah. the, 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 whatever you call it, the aggregators, I think that is the highest rated record of all time aggregating all reviews from every single different wow. publication. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's incredible. I think. I could be bullshitting. But seriously, <laughs> we'll one of the greatest checkers, songs of all fact time. Fact checkers on it. Yeah, there's there's going to be some. Some for this episode, for sure. Um, well, uh, B, you got anything else? No, I, I can't wait to get the live experience. Yeah, dude, same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got it. All of us. You haven't played yeah. it out here yet, right? I haven't. I actually, I did one show in BC, in Vancouver, like years ago, but I'd love to come out with a band and come see y'all and do a show. Yeah, for sure. We've right. got a we got a we got a pretty sweet stage. Money space here. Yeah. We got a nice green screen for your your video production. No TikTok <laughs> necessary. Yeah. Amazing. No Good. TikTok. No TikTok allowed in the venue. Uh, anything else you'd like to add before we part no, ways? Dude, this was this was great. Thank you for having me. And of course. Thanks for you know enjoying the chats and just talking about the record. <laughs> For sure. I hope you guys dig it. Yeah, I hope no, everybody listens to it. It's it, cool. It's uh, it's been a fun listen for me for the last few weeks. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks, man. Sweet. So congrats on that, and it was a pleasure meeting you. We'll we'll chat again soon. You too. Hang in there. Get through January. Yeah, you too. Peace. <laughs> All right, dude. Bye. See ya. See ya. Amazing. She is a, uh, wow, what a true jam, and I can't wait to see her on stage. The one little, th I've kind of thought about this uh -oh. a little bit, is I kind of let her get away with that Sheryl Crow as a country artist. Is that not? It's kind of bugging me a little bit. Is she bit. not a country artist? Ah. I thought she was. Well, but, and in particular, it was what the the song was, um, it wasn't the Winding Road, it was... Uh, is she still if, alive? If it, if it Makes You Happy was her song, and that, I mean, that's, that's a pretty rocky song. She's still alive? Sheryl Crow? Yeah. I believe. So now you got me worried. Like, I have, does she have a breast cancer? Oh God, what the hell is going on? I have no idea. I don't know the difference between Cheryl Crow and Shania Twain. I'll be honest. Oh my God, is that like Lord, a Garth Brooks, to, Chris Gaines if type we're scenario? Gonna have a seminar and you're microwaving. I will get you in on the. <laughs> There's a pretty big difference <laughs> between Cheryl Crow. Anyways, what I don't still alive. What is Cheryl Crow considered Americana then? Well, it's, uh, I couldn't tell she was you. Kind what... of pop rock to start, and I think she transitioned more Americana. Yeah. See, I feel right now like I'm willing to admit I know nothing of this specific section of music, and I am basing all of my knowledge on what you're telling me. And I don't know if I believe what you're saying. Hundred percent. She was uh, polka, Norwegian <laughs> death metal polka, <laughs> and uh, she was the best at it. Um. Well, that was a fun chat. 
Yes, Loviet is uh, amazing. And uh, like I say, she's going to have a great live show. She's going to be amazing on the bow stage. It's going to happen at some point. It will happen. It uh, will the happen. album is great as well. So, again, how would you uh, then classify Loviet's album? It's tough to say because really there is. is, like, you know, a very talented musician uh, has been playing on stages primarily guitar and singing for, like, what seems like her entire life. Um, I don't know what these songs will sound like on stage. I know it'll be very different, I imagine, than, than what you're listening to on the record. But... There's a pop, obviously a pop element to oh, it. Oh, 100%. But there is also like a little bit of a, like, kind of, a, I guess, I, I don't know if aggression is the right word, but mm -hmm. a little attitude, I think, is oh, probably one, the better yeah, There's definitely totally. some attitude, which yeah. then kind of lends it more onto the, the rock side of things. You listen to that Carly Rae Jepsen song yet? <laughs> no, I, no. I'm telling you, man, it's one of the greatest songs some, of all give time. Give me some time. I will. I kind of forgot. Fucking that. shame me, shame me for liking a Carly Rae Jepsen <laughs> song. Um, yeah. So shout out to Lobia. Thank you for joining us. Um, and uh, again, as we mentioned before, rip to the the Elwins. Yeah, rip to the Elwins. Do we get them on again? There's got to be some excuse to have them. I was thinking, do we capitalize on their sadness oh, by reposting our interview? I totally have to do that. <laughs> They'd want it. They would have wanted greasy, it that way. Fucking greasy. <laughs> I did share that one clip where it's just them laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In that yeah, episode. Yeah. And, I, I uh, would, and it's their clip again, too, but just um, with Frankie's glasses flying off his, yeah, just the yeah, look yeah. on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go back. Yeah. We're not going to post the link to it. Go back and yeah. watch the Elwins. We'll wait until they get back together. Okay. The reunion tour yeah, in yeah. six months. Totally. Um, uh, well, thanks for joining us, Pete. <laughs> thanks for having me we should do this again sometime um and uh yeah let's uh let's let's talk to our friends right now we're talking to sawback brewing right here sawback brewing Cheers. company we need a oh bose we got bose has the uh, growler so we got to get talk to dustin and get him on a uh a ghost services inc growler yeah totally yeah of course hell yeah and uh tourism red deer although i don't yeah anyways yeah tourism red deer shut up <laughs> they they get many beer. Do they do they involve themselves in the act of drinking beer very often? Uh well, they promote that we have some of the best breweries. Okay, yeah, in, I guess that is Alberta. a big tourist so yeah, tourist a, thing. Yeah, for sure. sure. Maybe not going as far as having a red deer tourism. And a bigger uh, shout wow. out to uh, our producers Ryan and Riley, hardest working crew in the biz. I right <laughs> fucking played Zelda. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the Communal Creative Studios is uh, one of my favorite places. And they are busy. There's so much great uh, content being cranked out. We just had another back office sessions that you'll find on the oh, YouTube Steph, uh, channel. Steph Palm. And uh, it's very good. Go give it a subscribe, follow, share, set the, hit the bell, forget the notifications. Yeah. yeah. Or or you don't have to. You can turn the bell off if you find bells yeah. annoying. Bells are fun. Yeah, that's true. I, I agree. I agree. I like a good bell. All right. Peter Michaels. When, when do we hear from each other again? I don't know. Am I invited back? Yes, of course. Okay, of course. Well, then let's do it next. I think uh, I think it might be next Wednesday. Wednesday. The Road to the Stage is produced by Ryan Cooley and Riley Sir Yin at the Communal Creative Studios in Red Deer, Alberta. In partnership with Go Services Inc., Sawback Brewing Co., Tourism Red Deer, and Bose Bar and Stage. <laughs>